Welcome to Tech Force Middle East. We have the privilege to speak with some of the most inspiring women in the region on this show. Leaders, visionaries, influencers, business people, and entrepreneurs. Today, we have Salama Muhammad. Salama is an entrepreneur who has brought her passion for skincare to people across the Middle East. With over one and a half million Instagram followers, Salama has made it her mission to ensure people with all kinds of skin tones and conditions are catered to so that they can feel their best selves. Which is why in 2021, Salama founded Peaceful, a skincare brand that helps people across the Middle East and of all different shades look and feel their best. Salama, welcome. Thank you. Now, I can't wait to get started, but before we start, we'll do some icebreaker ideas. Sure. First question, your favorite and least favorite movie? My favorite movie is One Fine Day. My least favorite movie, I'm not going to do that, man. I know where you're going. <laughs> I know. I'm going to be political about this because my least favorite could be your favorite. So I don't have one. And social media or face-to-face -face networking? Face-to-face. -face. Open office or private office? Private office. And would you rather eat whatever you wanted and not be able to listen to music or listen to whatever you wanted and have to eat cheap airplane food for the rest of your life? That's a tough one. Can I do both? You're going to have to choose one. I'll find my way around doing both. <laughs> Most probably I'll, uh, I think I'll listen to music and just have airplane food. Fair play. Well, that's, that's completely fair. Uh, Salama, in your own words, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Do you have all day? <laughs> I have as much time as you need. Well, let's start from, you know, your childhood growing up with Vitiligo. Did you have anyone to potentially identify with? How is it like to grow up with, with, with that? Growing up with Vitiligo, I must say it was extremely tough. So I grew up in a busy, noisy household. I'm number 12 between 15 siblings. I know. I know. That's why I get the funny character. It's all trauma. But uh, growing up in a noisy, no, no privacy household definitely built my character. But growing up with Vitiligo was extremely tough, especially that you have two skin tone rather than one. We have beauty that I did not fit to the beauty standards that I grew up accustomed to. So it took a bit of time to just accept my skin. I, I can't skip over the fact that you were one of 15. What was it like growing out, growing up in a household with so many people? Trust me, don't want to know. It's, it's insane. It's busy. And what was the split between boys and girls? Seven boys and eight girls. <laughs> That's incredible. I know, football team. Rugby team, actually, because rugby is 15. So, uh, there you go. A multi-gender rugby team. That's there the first you've ever heard of that before. There you go. It's it's challenging for sure, but it it played a huge part of shaping Salama today. And Salama, you know, you've got a extremely significant and engaging and engaged uh, follower base. How did you go about building building such a tremendous community of followers? I am so thankful for the family I built over the online space. I felt what made me different is I wasn't fit in a box. I was open and I was vulnerable. I talked about vitiligo. My whole life led me back to my skin. And I feel like that's that's where you become genuine. And it's like I did not wake up like this. So I wasn't about to look perfect in makeup or in that perfect outfit. I just woke up every day and did me. And to just tell people it is okay to be you. 
you know, you're someone that a lot of people look up to for guidance, for inspiration. Who do you look up to for guidance and inspiration? The reason why I have a voice today is I did not have someone to look up to. I did not fit in your perfect beauty standards or I did not get the guidance. I was definitely an outcast for sure. I was bullied in school and did not grow up with a woman figure model. So I was like, you know what, if I don't have one, I'll become me. And I try my best to just evolve and be the best version of me. When I created Peaceful, I my life goal was if I can help someone to be comfortable in their own skin, then I'm then I'm successful. I did it. I've been in a skincare campaigns. And when I discovered that there is no skincare made for the Middle East, there is no luxury high-end skincare. I took it a bit personal. I was a bit frustrated and angry. I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it better than anyone. I have extremely sensitive body and I have extremely sensitive skin. I get allergic reaction from high-end brands up to like drugstore brands. And I'm like, it's impossible. There is nothing for us. It is impossible. We're going to create skincare from the region for the region. And we're going to change the narrative around that. One of the things that really hit me when we did the preparation interview was you talking about ADHD as your superpower. Honestly, I can't tell you how much that resonates with me and I, don't, I can't tell you how much it will resonate with so many other people. What did you mean by ADHD is your superpower and how do you go about controlling it so that it is a superpower? So here's the thing. I never knew I had ADHD and I never knew I had dyslexia. I never knew that. I remember... You just struggled with it, with it in school. I thought that that's normal. I was labeled, um, and I'll say it in Arabic because I went to public school, so like slow, you don't understand and stupid, just because I can't copy off the blackboard as fast as the rest of the girls or flip letters or just not being able to memorize. I'm, I don't memorize, I'm a visual person. But growing up thinking that just copy paste method, just like memorize and then put it on the test, paper and then leave and I'm like I don't learn that way and I thought that that's you know like I'm I'm just not like the rest of the girls or like my peers but when I was diagnosed with ADHD I went there for I went to see a doctor because I had severe anxiety episode and the doctor was like your anxiety is led to obviously leading a hectic life as well you have ADHD and I was like ADHD and it made sense. When when was this? When did you find out? In May twenty first. In May May two thousand dyslexia. Yeah? May two thousand twenty one. So literally just now in your adult life you found out you have ADHD. And it made sense. After suffering for three decades. For so long. Oh my god. Three decades, man. How many? No one knows my birthday or how old I am. Oops, I just gave I stopped away. at twenty first. Twenty first. Okay, on your 20th, 20, 21st birthday, you found out you had ADHD. Yeah. You said something that's really important around how you were treated in school. How do you think education can potentially play a, play a part in supporting girls that have these type of things? It's much different now. It's much different. My son Khalifa was diagnosed with ADD one month before I did. And it's very, very common for mothers to be diagnosed after their kids. But I went for an anxiety episode. And the doctor was like, do you have ADHD, ADD in the family? I'm like, yeah, my son was just diagnosed a month ago. But it's very, it's the school system nowadays. Uh, I don't know about 
public schools because my son is in a private school, but they pay extra attention to him. And they were like, Khalifa has struggles like learning and we just want to see if he has ADHD or ADD. And voila, it runs in the family. So you said it's your superpower. It is my superpower because when I learned about it, it made sense. It really made sense. My whole life made sense. I remember, do you know, can, can I tell you something? I discovered that sometimes people have quiet mind. Is that possible? What do you mean by that? Some people just have a quiet mind. I don't. My brain is like a TV with so many channels. an hour constantly. My God, I'm talking to you while I have other conversation in my head of the <laughs> tasks that I need to do after I leave. That's why I did Peaceful by myself for three years before launching alone. And I formulated the products by myself. It's from scratch. I have patency. When I launched in June, I started hiring in September. Imagine that. Three months after launching in three Sephora stores and online and my website. Three months in, I started hiring. I did it all by myself and it made sense because it is your superpower. Once you're hyper-focused and you can do it, there is nothing can stop you. And if you tell me something and I don't know the answer, I will not sleep until I get it. And that's embracing ADHD. If I knew about this years ago, I could have been a billionaire by now. I know that you've got a tremendous story about how you set up Peaceful. Can you just tell us the story of how you, you set up your business? Do you have all day? <laughs> there is nothing peaceful about Peaceful. That should be my life motto. It's, it's a personal journey where I felt I wasn't included, then discovered that I'm not alone in this. It's everyone's journey. So I was like, I take it upon myself to actually create peaceful where it's inclusive. It's for men and women equally. It's for every skin tone. I have friends who have dark, dark skin tone where they have to order products from the U.S. because the products that we have is not inclusive. And I'm like, my friends shouldn't go through that. I have vitiligo, I have super sensitive body. My sister has eczema and my other sister has psoriasis. I'm like, we shouldn't go through that. I'm not saying peaceful is not medicinal. We're not treating vitiligo. It is friendly. We don't flare your skin up. It's formula-based, it's science-backed, it's plant-based and it's effective. And they went through hell. Just an FYI. Literally put them in a heat chamber for three months. <laughs> 50 degrees to mimic what, the, products or the what product, would you put in, in? the product, the final product with the packaging, the with everything, with everything, the formula, the packaging, final product in a heat Just cooked it basically. Just cooked it. Because here in the, in the, in our weather, when you buy a product in the summer, two weeks and you put it in your bathroom shelf, it splits. It changes, the texture changes, the, the scent changes. The, Is that because of the heat and the humidity and? And because as well of like nuts. So good quality packaging. I was like, I'm not going to do that. If anyone going to invest in their skin, they should invest fully. So I invested in the most expensive packaging that money can get. It's artisanal, like it's handmade. And so the fun fact, within six to eight months in our heat, plastic tend to leak toxins into the formula. Exactly. So imagine buying that, buying... And then putting it on your skin. And putting it on your skin. And peaceful, our packaging doesn't even, they don't even dare. They're scared to leak toxins. I put them in a heat chamber for three months just to make sure 
that is at the highest standard of. You safety. basically baked your products. Yeah, for three months. And it was, and they they passed the test. Phenomenal. Three years, man. Three years, and I've been testing in and out. And I again did it out of passion and out of love. And if it wasn't for my DHD, I think a lot of people would just quit. I'm like, nope, I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna do it better than anyone. You know, you mentioned something about how the first three months of Peaceful was where you were on your own. And then you started hiring people. You started in June. You started hiring people in December. September. September. What was the difference between being a solo entrepreneur and then managing people? It's it's tough. Being a solo entrepreneur in general is tough because you don't have anyone to share your journey with. I mean, I have support system at home. I'm blessed. But then still, it, it feels lonely. People don't understand the struggle that you go through. No one can understand my brain. So that's something that I came. It's still, it's hard to accept, but the the road to, to success is absolutely a, a lonely road. But it is, it's very rewarding at the same time. But when I can take peaceful, going back to the team, I can take peaceful up to a point, then I would cap. I'm, I'll be exhausted and I'm already exhausted by having the right team where it's not employees, it's actually your colleagues and your team members. We can all take it to a different stage for sure. You talked about exhaustion. I'm someone who's really obsessed with this idea of achieving your potential, this idea of elite performance. You do so many things, mother, business person, entrepreneur, public figure. How do you manage your time? in the best way that allows you to generate all of this output that you generate? I would say anyone who would sit here and say work-life balance is an absolute liar. Show me the formula. doesn't exist. Show me. It doesn't exist. You wake up and you have to deal with, with whatever is a priority that day. Today is my kids. I'm fully on with my kids. Today is my business. Then I'm fully on. Tomorrow is a UN mission. Then I'm... 100%. So it's, it's, you have to do day by day. But setting a goals that you want to achieve semi-quarterly is helpful. But eh, it's just so if you, you can sleep better at night. But you just, I personally, I don't know anyone who cracked the formula, but I just have to deal with whatever is necessary that day. Amazing. It sounds to me that you've made a, a life of overcoming obstacles and challenges. What's the challenge that you're most proudest of overcoming? There are so many things I'm proud of. I'm proud of, I'm proud of the, how my two boys became like young, amazing, respectful boys. Like I'm so thankful to that. And I'm like, oh, my boys. But business-wise, I'm, I'm so thankful when people come, come up to me and say I'm not wearing makeup because I'm using Peaceful. And I'm like... You warm my heart, and when I, or when I get a comment, I'm not wearing Snapchat filter anymore because I'm, I'm comfortable in my own skin. Um, every time that I'm on the ground in a mission with the UN, going to refugee camps, that makes me proud that I'll, I am the voice of, of a distressed, individuals. So I feel like there is a lot of proud moments for sure, but it's an agony to get there. And Salama, what's the most unexpected thing that's happened to you on your journey? If I tell you I wake up on daily basis with a new set of problems that I have to deal with, you have no idea. And you just have to learn. Like I, 
learn on daily basis about logistics and shipment and HR and legal and partnerships and but it, it's exciting like I learn every single day I think I'm two steps away from just being an alien at this point and I'm like where does it end but it's it's so rewarding for me it's not a job for me it's not it's 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 not it's not a business it's a lifestyle it's peaceful is not product it's a way of living take yourself back to when you first started on your journey as a person as a entrepreneur and so on what advice would you give your young self knowing what you know now so i did it my advice would be for young girls out there and and men equally um mental health is important i see my psychiatrist once every two weeks it used to be once a week when I started <laughs> but now things are calmed down but it's not going to a psychiatrist or therapist to deal with childhood trauma it's to deal with your day-to-day -day life trauma if I don't see my therapist I'm going to take that home with me and I'm going to affect everyone so it's quite important mental health is important you I lead a hectic hectic life I can't remember the last time I went on holiday my work doesn't end and I always say, like, you you have from this hour to this hour, I don't. And you you rely on an, on a steady income. I don't. I'm an entrepreneur. So all my eggs are actually in one basket. But it pays off in networking, getting to meet new people, getting to meet you today. So it's it pays off in different forms, definitely. So what you're saying is it's really important to have someone that you could talk to, whether it's a therapist, a friend psychiatrist like as you yeah, said absolutely it takes a lot of courage to put your hand up and say listen i need to talk to someone and i think uh, a lot of people will find your advice extremely useful it's it's a it's a journey it's a lifestyle it's a way of living and i chose peaceful for a reason because i do believe that the first signs of of healthy relationship is you being at peace with your partner or yourself and the longest relationship you'll ever have is between you and yourself. If I'm not at peace with me, it's a toxic relationship. That's amazing. How do you see peaceful evolving from what it is now to what it can be in the future? Where, where do you see it going? Everywhere. <laughs> I'm conquering the world, but it's, that's what I see. I see it wherever it needs to be. And... I have a vision, as I, as I mentioned earlier, like I want to take it to every market that we go to, to be inclusive and to be from the region for the region, to carry that feeling of inclusivity. How amazing is it for you to feel included? How phenomenal? How is it to be honored as a human being, not as a wallet or as a customer? We're not, we're, we're, we're actually a movement of just self-acceptance and just being together as a community. Again, we're not a product, we're not a brand, we're a lifestyle. What obstacles do you see stopping you in, in, in getting to that vision of moving peaceful from a, a product selling entity to this movement that you're trying to build it to be? I don't care about what other brands are doing, what other products are there. I just focus about listening to people and just trying to change their relationship with themselves. So I'm not focused on anyone else's, I'm focused on you. What do you want? If you go on Peaceful on our website and you see the comments, people are sharing their experience with the products and sharing their tips, tips and tricks. 
oh, I used this here and I used the eye cream on my lips and it helped and, and in my fine lines on my neck and it just produced extra collagen. And do you see people are interacting and that's, that's what it should be. It really should be. It shouldn't be about the money. If you enter the entrepreneur world thinking that I'm in it for the money, then you're in it for all the wrong reasons and you're in it for a short term. I mean, I'm a starving entrepreneur. I'm still waiting for the money to break even. But this is more more rewarding. When you look to build such a tremendous thing, such a movement with Peaceful, you bear a huge amount of responsibility because you are in the limelight all the time. People are looking up to you all the time. How do you feel about carrying that responsibility, not just for your followers, but for everyone that you're going to impact with, with Peaceful's movement? I think when, when I have changed the platforms I'm in, to actually be more of an of a safe space where people can know that they're not alone in this. For example, I recently opened a YouTube channel and all I, all I talk about is how I deal with my anxiety, how I deal with my ADHD and how I deal with my dyslexia and how I deal with waking up not having goals today, but you know, have to put out fires on daily basis. People feel like, thank you for opening that space for us to be heard. Do you know how difficult it is for you to actually go out there and say, I see a psychiatrist in the Arab world? Especially in our culture, yeah, of course. In Middle East. And I'm proud of it because we should change the narrative around that. There, uh, there is nothing wrong with me. In fact, I'm, I know for a fact my brain is not meant to be for this life. It's meant to be to do greater things. And that's why I say, like, I wish I knew earlier. I could have been a billionaire by now, but... It's, it's, it's fine. It's normal. Normalize talking about mental health. Normalize about having dyslexia and ADHD and anxiety. Normalize about having vitiligo and skin sensitivity. Talk about it. That's, that's why people are, we're not in a review culture. We don't review things. We don't, we don't give you our opinion. We don't. We give it, yes, in a, in a word of mouth, but not hold you accountable to things. But we can hold you accountable to other things. That's why I'm trying in, in Peaceful as well, encourage people, like come and review, share your experience so I can enhance and, and make things better for you. And you start the, 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 the change trickle from above. If I can make you change, we can all change. And how have you changed? How has Salam Muhammad changed? We're not reinventing the wheel. We just spin it differently. Just change the narrative, change the way you see things. And every... Every success in my life came from a negative place. I don't know how to celebrate. I don't. I honestly, I'm sitting here telling you, I don't know how to celebrate. You just go to the next thing and the next go thing and to the, the next, next thing. thing. To celebrate the little things. It's very, very empowering. Even the conversations that we have at home, it's an open and safe space for us to actually talk about things. And it's, it's amazing. It changed the conversation around the house. It changed the way you think. And it's, it's a must. It makes me think of, of the millions of people who have been hiding all of these types of issues in their lives, whether it's vitiligo, ADHD, anxiety, any type of mental health. Well, you carry it with you. you. You carry it with you, but they just hide it and they can't talk to people about it. And it makes a, a massive impact on their life. Imagine if these millions of people have a voice for one time. 
And I think what you're doing here is trying to give these people a voice, which I think is, is very commendable. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I have massive respect for, for what you've said and the message that you've given. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. It took, took me years to be able to say it, but when you know that you have a responsibility and it's the minute you actually say it, man, I go to a psychiatrist, how amazing is it? It's empowering. It's a mandatory for me. If you do not work on yourself, you're not allowed into my life. I don't mean that you have to go see a psychiatrist, but at least read books, educate yourself, like do something. Otherwise, I'm not, not my monkey, not my circus. I'm not going to deal with your issues. If I'm not learning something from you, you're not learning something from me. If I'm not helping you, you're not helping me. If I'm not adding value into your life, then what, what am I doing? Go do you. Fix you. <laughs> then you'll find me exactly here. But it's, it's, it's a mandatory for me. It's a must. For me, if you're not working on trying to achieve a certain percentage of your potential at any point in life, I mean, what are you working on? Like, what are you actually doing? You just go to work and come back home, you sit and watch TV and then go to sleep and do it all over again. Isn't that quite boring? But some people, I discovered in my journey that not everyone meant to be for this life. Some people are not in control of where do they work and Sometimes it's life put them in a way where they have to be in that specific cubicle. But as an individual, if you're not improving yourself, as an individual, I don't care about you owning business or not, but as an individual, if you're not improving and you're not helping yourself, I'm not here to help you. And what do you say? You said something about how your mission is what gets you up every single day. What do you say to someone who's trying to find their mission? How do they go about trying to find their purpose or their mission? Everyone is good at something. They just have to find it out. I know I am, my whole life led me to my skin. I know I have a purpose in there, but your passion doesn't feed you. It's what you're good at. I think I'm, I'm lucky I, I strike the lottery. I am passionate about it and I'm good at it. There is a room for everyone to grow. If you're in the business for, to, to compete with someone else, you're, you're in it for the wrong reason. I'm, I'm not looking at anyone. I'm like lay low and you don't even see advertisement about peaceful because we grow organically and that's on purpose. Is we're again, we're very much driven by word of mouth and experience. It's experience, it's a way of living. I'm like, I don't have to compete with anyone. Everyone they can grow at their own pace. My career started in my thirties, imagine. So I wanna say it to everyone out there, it's you don't have to figure things out young. Take your 20s to learn about you and what you're good at. That's amazing. Yeah? So there you have it, guys. We've had a great lesson in what it takes to get a business off the ground, being single-minded, relentless, passionate, and what it takes to build a culture that can sustain that vision that you have for your business. Hiring and nurturing the right people, delivering the best possible service at all times, and never straying from the purpose that inspired you in the first place. Thank you, Salama, for joining and sharing your tremendous experience and wisdom. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. It's Mark, the host of TechForce Middle East, a new podcast sponsored by Salesforce that explores some of the important issues affecting Middle East businesses today. Every month, we'll be joined by emerging entrepreneurs, startups, and leading companies to explore how they're navigating through some of the biggest changes of our time, whether it's about financial performance and inclusion, the future of work, digital-first customer experiences, or gender empowerment. We'll be learning from the best. So grab a cup of coffee and listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button below and please continue the conversation in the comments. See you soon.